We here at No True Bill hereby fully incorporate by reference our disclaimer from season one. Thank you and stay blessed. You know what it is. This is Joe. And Cheryl. And I'm Ray. And this is No True Bill. You know, and I feel bad. I feel bad. Like a marsupial. He's got all this justice he's got going on the next couple (laughs) weeks. We're like, no, bro, podcast now. We got, we got to generate content. We got it. And he's been. I mean, season two's been. Ray, 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 Ray. Well, Ray, 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 Cheryl, Ray. Ray. There was a joke. I did one. I did one. Did you do one? I did one. The trucker. I did the trucker. Oh, I'm holding on to that. I forgot about that episode. Yeah, bro. It must have been great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna do it. Yeah, we ready? Ray, gonna tell us a story. I know nothing about this one. Like not even the yeah. slightest hint of mention. I did. I, I divulge nothing Ohio, this time. Yes, that's it. I have heard nothing. I divulged absolutely nothing on this one. Um, I don't know why. I just figured I'd try to be better about it. Hmm. Um, so really, this is. Again, Ohio. Mm-hmm. This time, Columbus. Oh, been there. <laughs> um, and the R is like Ann. <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Um, not doing the demographics. Figure it out. That one. <laughs> if you need, if it's you a, need to know Columbus, you need Jesus. It's a, big old it's a fairly well known yeah, city. Yeah. I got a lot of kin in Columbus. I've been to Columbus a lot. Hmm. Their zoo and aquarium. Really popping. Really. Yeah, it's 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 <clears throat> Jack Hanna's zoo. The things oh. I did not know. Jack Hanner. So we we taking it back on this one. Mm. We're going back to June 26, 1987. Ooh, 87? Yep. Uh, this was like a month and a week before I was hatched. Interesting. Um, and we're talking about... We was alive. <laughs> pounded if you were alive. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> Punching, punching the I air. was not, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you said July of 87? June 26. Okay, I was almost a year old. I was doing cool things. And we're going, we're, we're, we're talking about a woman by the name of Anna Mae Florence. She was 77 <laughs> years old. She <laughs> lived. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Anna Mae? Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was a nice Japanese lady. Anna Mae. And uh, she was 77, lived alone in her apartment. And on this particular day, she's waiting to be picked up by her sister, Lily, and her brother-in-law, Alonzo, to to go shopping. They're going to have a shopping outing. And um, the description of anime was that she spent the majority of her life, uh, she was born in Alabama. um, And uh, shocker. Anime is not actually a Japanese lady named no. after the, you know, art genre. She's an old, nice black lady. Oh. 
Anna Mae Florence. And uh, she, so she grew up in Alabama in, you know, pre-civil rights era, Alabama. Um, and it, the, the description I found was that she spent the majority of her life, quote, scratching out a living on a farm in backwoods, Alabama. Okay. And when her husband died... She didn't have any children, so she didn't have any immediate family to look after her and her brothers, sisters, and I guess their family, they had largely moved up to the north and uh, many of them had relocated in the greater Columbus area, Columbus area. And they said, come on up. We don't want you to ride it out here back in the backwoods by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So get her an apartment. Seems to just be this sweet old lady, sweet old girl, the sweetest. Sweet old anime. And... On this day, as Lily and Alonzo are making their way to the door of Anime's apartment, <clears throat> they hear screaming inside. Oh. And they don't they gonna catch something happening. And when they when they get up to the door, door is still locked, but they hear Anime telling them to kick the door in. Help! Yeah, pretty much. Help me, help! Kick the door in. And so they um right as Alonzo's getting ready to give it the boot, give it that that business. Um, a woman emerges from the apartment and tries to run past him. But Alonzo steps in with the quickness and <laughs> grabs her by the arm. Uh, but she is slippery like an eel mm. and is able to get away because she's covered in blood. Oh, oh no. And old girl starts to run down the street. Alonzo initially gives chase on foot until she says, stop or I'll shoot you. Oh. And and then he's like, okay, all right, well, maybe it's time for me to go back to the I'm apartment gonna, now. Pump the brakes, check on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he so he do, and uh, when they get back to the apartment, he and Lily enter. They find Anime in terrible shape, bleeding profusely. She's got a phone cord wrapped around her neck. Um, she's still clinging to life. She's still breathing and, and relatively lucid, um, and she's able in that initial little statement there to say i didn't know who it was i'd never met that woman before um and then she died oh Oh. what she had a bunch of stab wounds in the upper (gasps) torso and neck area and then like blunt force trauma to the head Um, don't know that bro yeah they were like who anime who was that she's like i don't know i've never seen her before and then random acts of violence are absolutely terrifying they are and um, and I should I mean, I should clarify, at least the way it was portrayed in mm-hmm. the uh, episode I reviewed, uh, it was broad daylight. You know, this wasn't at night. They were intending to have a like, a, I guess it was was a Friday, Saturday, whatever, a day of shopping. And so I think it was in the morning, maybe early afternoon. Wow. Um, so police respond and apparently the scene is one that, you know, immediately speaks to a tremendous struggle, a lot of uh, all variety of overturned furniture, tremendous amounts of blood. The one guy uh, from the original investigation was talking about because of the location of the stab wounds, the, the term he used was arterial gushing yeah, and the just blood oh, squirting yeah. like you see in the movies. You but know? she was still fighting like right, a bad yeah. beat. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't come at Grammy. She come no, correct. Good for her. Um, so, basically you know this is this is the 80s um really i mean you don't you you, what you got to roll with primarily back then is hope you get a fingerprint yeah so um 
they seize lots of stuff, all kinds of stuff out of this apartment. Um, but really the only thing that is readily apparent as having evidentiary value or possible evidentiary value during their investigation is right next to the front door on the wall is a bloody fingerprint. Oh, and uh, so they cut that portion of the wall out and seize it and hope for the best. Um, and so because this is well before the era of, of DNA um, being commonplace in law enforcement, there weren't ring cams and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nobody else in the apartment who witnessed it. Anime was alone at the time. Um, Perp got past Alonzo, Alonzo and Lily. Um, so literally all they had from the description given by Alonzo and Lily is some black lady, some black female. They got nothing who happened to be covered in blood running away. Yeah. And anime says she ain't know her. So some black female. Hmm. Um, so being the good old school police officers, they were, they start pounding the pavement and hope that people in the neighborhood saw something, heard something, know something. So, um, and I, they, they indicated that, and I'm assuming it's because she ran on foot and Alonzo and Lily didn't say that they, you know, saw her like run to a, a waiting vehicle or something like that. They mm-hmm. assumed that their culprit lived nearby in the vicinity. So they start to canvass the neighborhood, like I indicated. Um, and one thing that they're learning from speaking to people is there was a well-dressed black female going door to door asking for money. Um, One witness said that the woman was asking for donations for a funeral. And. um, Whose funeral? Yours. (laughs) (laughs) So they interview a number of young women in the area who matched the description, got their prints to compare them to the bloody partial left at the scene. None of them matched. Then, um, two days later on June 28th, 1987, Mm -hmm. an anonymous tip is called in to CPD. A guy says, I was at a party and this girl was talking about the murder. Mm. Um, said she admitted to stabbing an older lady, Mm -hmm. um, specifically stabbing her in the neck. Multiple times. Tracks. Um, He said he noticed that this woman at the party had scratches on her like hands and, you know, lower forearms closer to the wrist and had some bruises on her upper arms, I guess, from or arms generally, I guess, in which they figured was consistent with Alonzo. Alonzo. Right. Mm. Um, And so Collar didn't initially want to give his name because he said he'd promised he'd keep his mouth shut. But after they keep at him for a little bit and they give him an assurance that like, look, man, you're not a suspect. He decides to provide his name. He says, my name is Odell. But what's her name? I don't care about his name. Well, he says, my name's Odell. Here's my social. Here's my date of birth. And he says, they're like, okay, that's cool. But who did it? And he says, the culprit is a woman by the name of Danita Campbell. And he said, I'd gone to school with Danita for three years. I know, I know who it was. Mm-hmm. 
So they, I guess, say, all right, cool story. We need you to come in and give us a more, you know, in-depth interview. Um, and so eventually he agrees to come down to Columbus PD headquarters and speak with officers. During that initial conversation, he agreed to wear a wire and go out and speak with Danita, get, get admissions, get confessions. Mm-hmm. And I guess the only thing I can figure is they, after he'd, you know, expressed his willingness, they said, okay, well, we'll come back on a later date and you can do it then. They weren't like, okay, we're going live right now. Right. Um, and in that intervening period, he gets cold feet, won't come in as he's scheduled and just totally ghost the police. You got to strike while the iron's hot when it comes to snitchery. I think, especially like that, you're going to wear a wire and go do this. People will get. And like, he doesn't have any external motivation to cooperate. Nah. That's just, you got to get that guy while you can get him. Right. Yeah. No charges over his head, no leverage, no nothing. I know. I've seen man sitting across the table from me do that. We ain't going to talk about it. But you know the urgency of time Mm. with snitchery and get it done now. (laughs) That's true. I'll say that. Um, but so I guess they decide, all right, well, Odell flaked out on us, but he did give us a name and it seemed credible and so forth. So now let's try to find this Danita. Yeah. So they, um, they're trying to find her. They want to get her prints. They mm-hmm. want to compare them to the print on the wall. Uh, doesn't seem to take too long for them to locate Danita. They apparently were out. Uh, there was a patrol looking for her and they located her in her vehicle. They stopped her car and just pulled out a print card and rolled her on the hood of her car, like in the shopping center parking lot. They're like, give us your prints right now. And she's she like, was cool with and I guess she was like, I mean, all right, I'm, I, whatever. And so they just rolled her right there. Nice. And, um, so um, it's, it was a little bit unclear, but all I can figure is that back then. I mean, wouldn't there be. Not to be a lawyer about it, (laughs) but I mean, if she clearly consented, yeah, she must have. But why did they pull her over in the first place? What cause did they have? Yo, it's felony stop on a murder. Yeah, it's felony stop on a murder right there. We want to talk to you. Probable cause for the murder. Hey, my man, arrest her right there. My man name dropped and said. Said Your she was given deeds that only. Well, that's true. We, we, we did fall off. The we basement. put a put a put a bolo out on this car, and we found it. And she said, "Yes, you can have my fingerprints, Miss Officer." Yeah, and roll them. It, it was it was weird because they didn't indicate that. Um, they didn't really indicate anything about that, and and all I was left to conclude was that the results were inconclusive, because they didn't say that the prints. Uh, that the bloody print didn't match Danita, but they just kept talking about how the partial wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to tell. Mm. Um, they didn't, they also didn't mention that they actually took Danita into custody, interviewed her, or anything of that nature. Just they encountered her, they printed her and they I said, mean, have a nice day, ma'am. The prints would be great to get for comparison, but I think that once you do that, Probably should talk to her. Should maybe talk to her. Right. Ask her what she was doing on this particular day. See, I don't know how long it's been since the event, but hey, you got any bruising on those arms there? Which, you you know, none of that? 
or at least that you I can. I mean, why are you taking her fingerprints? I think you're probably looking at her arms, right? Like, mm. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know the time. This, you know, I don't know. Yeah, was they, this didn't like they didn't indicate. That's true. It might be later. Um, and so, still it, like I said, it, it's a little bit unclear, but I guess basically these prints didn't lead them anywhere because the case went no on a shelf for 27 years. Oh. Mm. Ain't a damn thing happened for three decades. They didn't even that. try to question this lady? No. According to this, no. They they took her prints and they... Couldn't get a match on a partial, which you very rarely get fingerprints because they're so usually not great to compare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then and they then just didn't do anything? 27 years. <laughs> I guess so. They had no, no witness, you know, uh, no witnesses, no... Other individuals come forward. They had some rando call in and say, hey, my name's at well. I mean, he did give his identifying information. He says, my name's Odell. Here's what she says. And they got nothing to corroborate it. The print that they were going to roll with and hopefully, you know, start to get the ball rolling. Didn't that didn't take him anywhere. They just hit a dead end. Um, until Cold Case Squad on August 27th, 2012. The family, I guess, had been periodically just calling in. What's yeah. going on? What's going on? Same thing we told you for the last 824 months. Nothing. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, just. Um, Those conversations are hard. Right. And, but. Especially hard if you haven't even talked to the person someone told you did it. Right. I mean. Yeah. And, not to be judgy, but you don't even call her and be like, hey. Hey, girl. Can we talk to you about this? Yeah. I don't know. It was it, that part of it was a little bit weird, but for whatever reason, I don't know. They just moved on, forgot about it. And I don't know, maybe the uh, investigators who worked it had retired. And so when people are calling in, they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You oh, know, that's very possible. Um, After 27 years. Mm -hmm. So they until like I said, it goes dormant until August 27, 2012, when family members call in, ask who's working the case. Um, and on this occasion, they get a newer I guess, you know, younger detective um, that they had not spoken to before. Old girl's name is Detective Justice. Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. Yes, it is. Detective Kathy Justice. Oh, Kathy. Do a girl. Get it. Uh, you she, meant for this. Yeah. She's like, let Born me, for it. Let me look up here in the computer, see who's working that. Clack, clack, clack. Oh, do the yeah. computer noise. Clack, 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 clack. <laughs> uh, and lo and behold, ain't nobody looking at it. And she <laughs> says, you know what? But I got, I, I got you, fam. Mm. I'll look into it. So I love this stuff. Detective Justice and her partner, Detective Taylor, way less cool. Uh, <laughs> it's just a normal person. Yeah, right. They decide they need to go look back at everything they had to find some new angle to investigate other than this Danita Campbell dead end. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the complications that they noted was the crime scene this apartment complex is gone. It was totally raised. Um, the, the property had been repurposed. It looked like maybe the, um, I forget what the hell they call that. There's some term in real estate development for that, but basically it's, it was like knocked where, down. Well, where the apartment building had been, <laughs> they just raised the whole damn area. And then, you know how like in subdivisions, sometimes they'll have like a bazillion D houses, but then there's that one green area dedicated yeah. in the middle. I forget yeah. what they call that, but there's like, there's a term for the, how that layout, but that's where it was. Like the apartment was now just a field. Mm. So they didn't have anything. Um, so, they decide except for the name of the person who did it 
Right. That, yeah. Danita. Is that it? Danita Campbell. Yep. <gasps> Nailed it. Um, <laughs> Watch this get to me. Spoiler alert. It wasn't Danita. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, it was someone else. Basically, all they had was whatever evidence these in initial investigators back in 1987 seized. I kind of hope it's Danita. I'll be, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. So. It's Odell. They, <laughs> <laughs> Justice, Justice and Taylor think that this is base is probably this case is probably going to get broken busted open on on prints from the physical evidence that was taken from the scene at the time not so, on the dude who told you who did it so they go back through the items re- removed from the apartment to look for what anything that the original detectives might have missed right and yeah, as chick had a gun but you said that girl was stabbed she had a cord wrapped around her neck they got that she, stuff. She told she told Alonzo stop or I'll shoot, but no gun ever recovered. It's just what came out of the apartment. I mean, they got they got the knife. They took all kinds of stuff out of that apartment. Um, so they still got all that. Yeah, they got all that. Okay. So um, as they're going through the physical items taken, I think there there was like a there was a, a chair maybe from the kitchen table or a bar or whatever that was there. There was um, a, the phone, the knife few other items were taken and one of the things that they did not realize they had um was there was they opened up a box and it had six cassette tapes in it one of which was a second interview of odell that they didn't realize ever happened oh dun 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 so he came in after that first joint apparently so and then maybe that was when they were starting to get into the nitty-gritty of how how he was going to set her up and wear the wire and so forth and that's when he was like and i'm out Mm. um so during the interview odell was asked if there was any other information that might be helpful and he disclosed that danita said the old lady had a social security check but that she didn't take the check or the purse just the cash money out the purse. Hmm. And that's when they were convinced that Odell knew the truth hmm. because they knew that there was, they had the purse and there was a welfare check in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no cash, money. no cash. And the fact that the welfare check was recovered in, but left, you know, was, was left in the, in the purse only the cash that was not disclosed back in the eighties to, you know, the media or whatever. That was one of the facts that was supposed to be kept behind that, you know, they couldn't do in yoga shop, (laughs) you know? Um, So, right. He, so Odell then had just divulged information that only the killer would know. So justice decides, all right, I'm going to take all these pictures that we have of this apartment And I'm going to try to basically lay them all out in like a composite fashion and just have a full image of this apartment. Mm -hmm. And I want to, she says that based on what she's seeing, what she thought was that anime answered the door, let this female in. She turns her back probably to get something out of the purse and she's struck in the head probably by the telephone receiver. And then during the ensuing struggle, um, maybe even Anna Mae grabbed it herself in, in self-defense. But a knife gets pulled 
anime is overpowered by this much younger female that Alonzo and Lily see, and she's stabbed repeatedly. While she's being attacked, that's when Alonzo and Lily show up, um, you know, knocking on the door. Perpetrator walks up to the door, leaves the print. Mm-hmm. Um, so she tries to scrutinize these images. And despite the scene being in complete disarray from this terrible struggle, she's trying to find something that seems out of place. And it's at this point that she notices in one of the photographs that there's like a leather, I don't know, armchair. Is that what you call them? <clears throat> like a recliner that don't recline. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right next to the front door. This recliner that don't recline is sitting next yeah, to the What do you call door. it? Is it called armchair? That's a sitter. We call sitter. it a sitter. A sitter. All right. <laughs> there's a leather sitter <laughs> by the door. <laughs> is that what you just call them? A chair? A chair. chair. But uh, they don't have like a, a name chair. a little bit more sophisticated. I'm sure there's a sophisticated. Chair. Leather chair. chair um, there's something. Sitting right by the front door. And it's she notices that this looks weird because... That chair is supposed to be there. Well, the chair is supposed to be there, but what ain't supposed to be there is why is there a jar of mayonnaise <laughs> chilling in this chair by the front door? I so did it. She, there, she was. Says, there was. It's the mayonnaise. I knew it. She says, <clears throat> she was like, man, if that had been on the kitchen counter, you know, I wouldn't have given it a second thought. Kitchen table, whatever, but it's chilling in this. Ain't nobody noticed that in 1987? Well, why the hell well, is this mayonnaise on the chair? Well, so she, if they got the chair, maybe they got the mayonnaise. They did get the mayonnaise. Hey, hey! That's right. <laughs> bring out the Hellmans. You bring out the best. Oh, <laughs> That's <geez>. right. <laughs> um, this is great. This is great. So they, she suspects that you know, for whatever reason, that Danita had picked there was up a this, request this, to make a sandwich. Well, that Danita had El- like picked up the. And May was from Alabama. It might have been Dukes. That's true. Right? It might have been. <laughs> she um, on a good good. And so that like she she picked it up for some reason. And then when Alonzo and Lily, you know, like she carried it with her to the door. And when yeah. Alonzo and Lily are there, she just tossed it in the chair sitting right there. Mm-hmm. So she's like, that might be my purpose print. Why would Anna May just drop a, a jar of mayonnaise at this chair by the front door as she's getting stabbed in the throat in the kitchen? Mm. It's probably the other person. Mm. So she goes to the property list. And like I said, she looks back and she sees that in 1980. Well, you'll you'll figure it out. Where the jar of mayonnaise comes in. See, I thought maybe maybe old I mean, girl was making, making a sandwich. A sandwich when a girl and the showed door up. knocked on knocked on door came right. up. Oh, hey, how can I help you? Oh, you're going to a funeral. You need she some money. Her, she I'll sit dead. down this mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah. so. They, they seized a whole bunch of physical It's certainly worth looking at, I guess. To, to include this jar of mayonnaise. And it was not clear that the the jar had ever... It, it's weird. They, I mean, they, they clearly seized it. They thought it might have had some evidentiary value, but it, at no point did they indicate that back in the 80s they'd actually dusted this thing for prints. But they kept it. That mayonnaise been sitting for 20-some-odd years? Yeah, yeah at this point, it's almost 30. Probably still <clears throat> You think so? And so they, she says, you know what? I want to, I want to take it right. <laughs> it tastes like Miracle Whip now. So they, they say, I want to, I want to look at this thing. I prefer Miracle Whip. I'm and Miracle me too. Whip. I like, I like a most sweeter. Um, you are out of control. <laughs> yeah. And so um, they, the latent print examiner 
took the jar and tested it through with the the super glue fuming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, remember that scene in uh, was it Beverly Hills Cop Two? I don't know. There was one of the Beverly Hills cops where he's like, hey, Bill, Billy. And they like go over to the terrarium and he's like, give me a stick of bubble gum. And like they do some shit. Oh, with the, yeah, yeah. And they like and they like lifts a print off of something. I don't yeah. know. It's cool. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Eddie Murphy knew. And so the print examiner, the the latent print examiner who is actually looking for prints she can't see with the naked eye. Again, crazy concept. shop. Mm-hmm. Um. She sees that just under the rim of the jar, there is a strong, high-quality print. And she noted that the orientation of the print was wrong. And it's hard for me to articulate, but like you've got- Grab that. Grab that. That looks like a mayonnaise jar. (laughs) No no one listening can see any of this. It's a very large water bottle. So rather than- the thumb more likely than not being on the jar of the lid uh-huh. to open it. It was just underneath it. Okay. Which led her to believe, and, and I guess the way it was oriented or whatever, that it was held oh, like, like a weapon. Like oh. so upside, upside down. down, like you'd club somebody For with this jar. purposes. Yes. Yes. And so that with the, the in the clubbing orientation mm-hmm. was, was the clubbing? way the, the print was located on this mayonnaise jar. You talking about you talking about blunt force. You ain't talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just mayo like that. <laughs> just neon lights going in this mayo. Oh my god, that'd be fantastic. It's clubbing. <laughs> this mayo is lit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they immediately say now that they've identified that, oh, okay, this this jar of mayonnaise might have been used as a bludgeoning instrument. They they go, we want to compare this high quality print we just got to Danita's prints taken Mm -hmm. back in 87 on the hood of the car. That's right. So they go back to the evidence room. They go to grab the print card that they used on Miss Campbell. And they learned that the detectives back in the 80s done lost it. You've it's, got to be kidding me. It's gone. It ain't there. I mean, they ain't going to talk to her and they're going to misplace the prints. But I mean, she's been arrested since then, right? We can pull it. Someone well, can pull it. They didn't, Ohio. They didn't indicate that it had been, you know, added to any system, any sort of system. But so what they did was they just were like, all right, well, we got to find Anita and print her again. Maybe talk to her this yeah, time. Maybe ask her some questions. <laughs> so come to find out. Uh, Danita has an outstanding warrant in Columbus. Good enough reason mm-hmm. to find her for something real stupid. They, 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 they both like multiple officers, Taylor and Justice, suggested. And I don't know if they were just if it was tongue in cheek or if they were being literal, but they both suggested it was for actual jaywalking. So they found her. Crime's arrest. a crime, Raymond. Well, that's what uh, Justice was saying. She was like chuckling to herself. She was like, man, having sometimes some chicken shit warrants out there really pays when it comes to investigating (laughs) crimes, don't it? (laughs) So they arrested her on jaywalking. They take her in. They they print her. And basically, you know, as soon as they print her, they take the print card to the latent print examiner. They're like, oh, girl, you got Kim. You got to test this right now. We're going to interview her for as long as we can. We're going to drag our feet, but we need you to do this comparison 
immediately. Pronto. So um, they interview her. They're asking her, yo, you kill, you kill anime? No. Um, <laughs> Who that? So while they're getting these denials out of Danita, Kim returns. It ain't her. Oh, Kim. Gah. Yep. They're like, Danita, don't blame Kim. Danita don't, ain't don't do it. Don't shoot the messenger. I, I'm upset. I was really rooting for Danita to be the bad one. Yep. Danita was excluded uh, from those prints. But I mean, then it's Odell. Well, so they say, all we got, we're going back to Odell. Go back to Why'd Odell call us up and give us but a bad a name? Chick that did they meet Odell in person? This go around? I mean, I'm well, saying. I'll say Alfonso and Lily said it was a chick. Maybe Odell looks like a lady. Irish Smith <laughs> write a damn song about it. <laughs> Do not like a lady. <laughs> so they go, we got to find us this Odell. Every time Ray does one, we have a song break of some sort. <laughs> we get this. Um, we gonna have one later too because I gotta go back to the beginning and explain my initial comment oh okay continue so uh, they go back and they go why would Odell lie to us either he was in on the murder in some capacity Mm -hmm. or he knew who actually did it and for whatever reason was just covering Mm -hmm. and so by this point Odell's been in the wind hear me out on that if he knows Tina did it but he calls the law and gives them all this insider information and points them to D- Danita. Danita. Like, oh, all that's unnecessary. I was going to say. They don't know Tina did it. They don't know Danita did it. They don't know They nobody. don't even know who the fuck Odell is no. until he calls in, right? Injecting himself in this investigation. Odell's going down for this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. I mean, they had nothing until Odell picked up the phone. Um, so, of course, but, maybe he didn't know that. You know. Right. Or maybe it, there was some other crazy person holding a jar of mayonnaise in true. anime's house. That's true. But so by, th- by this point, you know, Odell, he's been in the wind for 30 years. So they start to try to look for driver's license information, um, things of that nature, try to find him, see if he'll talk. Did Odell have a first name or was it just like Odell is name. his first yeah, name? Yeah, I don't know if that's oh. a first name or a last name. Odell oh. is his first name. Oh. Um, I had a McLovin situation. <laughs> and no, 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 no. So, so they they do locate him, and they ask him. You know, they're, they so one of the things they do is um, they play the calls, the recorded calls, back to him, <clears throat> and he's like, "That's not me." <clears throat> And they're like, bro, you gave us your date of birth and social security. security yeah, they were like, bro, you gave us your name, date of birth, social security and prior address. And you're saying all that information is correct. Yes, but it ain't me. And they're like, OK, dude, we're going to stab you like anime got stabbed. <laughs> like, we're going to kill you right here. This is absurd that all of the information is correct. But you're saying it ain't you. He's like, yes. And like. Why in the world should we believe that? And he was like, I guess his the street that he used to live on back in the 80s, when he called in, it was Edinburgh. And he was like, you see how, I forget, it was something to do with the way he was like, you see how he spelled that or the way he said it or whatever? He was like, I couldn't have done that. And they were like, what are you talking about? And he was like, I'm illiterate. I can't read. I can't write. 
I couldn't spell it for you if you asked me to. So they're like, what? And they said that immediately they believed him. They were like, this dude seems completely genuine. When he when he pulled the I'm a literate card, they were like, this. Oh. OK, well, all right, maybe so. I mean, and I mean, like, apparently he started crying and he was like, this is not me. I, that, I, I, that information is correct, <laughs> but it ain't me. I'm telling you. And so they were like, OK, believe me. Yeah, right. Please believe me. I'll kill you. Yeah. So uh, they were like, if if it's not you. Then who Ooh. would know that much information about you and would be able to just rattle it off to the police like that? And he was like, well, you know, back in the 80s, because I couldn't read and write, my cousin, Chris, would always take me down to the unemployment office and help <clears throat> fill out the paperwork for me so I could apply for jobs. So they're like, <gasps> maybe it was Chris. Mm. And they realize that the detectives back in 87, when they had Odell come in and, and Odell's on station giving these interviews and so forth. And they were looked at his ID? Never asked him for one. Oh, snap. <clears throat> That's the first thing you always see police do. Yeah. So they just took you got it. Your ID it on was, you? Oh, you Odell? Come on in. Yeah. They were just like, oh, you're Odell. Cool. Tell us what happened. And so they just took it on faith that that was correct. <clears throat> and Odell it was, wasn't even Odell. And it was Man. not. So then the plot thickens. They they get an address for for Chris, and they go out to Chris's house. Chris, mama, answer the door, and apparently, as soon as he they, the police show up, Chris appears nervous, but he denies it. He says, "Wasn't me who called. I, you got the wrong guy." Says Odell, doesn't it? Wasn't me. And then they. So he he just flatly denies it over and over and over again until Kathy, old detective justice, she gets the idea. Let's play this tape for his mama, for his mama. Ah, yeah. And mama's like, baby, you know, that's you, Chris. Come on, Chris. Chris, that's your voice, Chris. And so she's like, you're going to do the right thing. You're going to tell these people what they want to know because they're just trying to give this family closure. Chris, you're going to do the right thing. And so Chris cracks. Spot on, mom. Way to go. <coughs> Chris says, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here's what happened. I knew Danita. I went to school with Danita for three years, like I said. Didn't like Danita. She ain't do it, though. He was like, a friend of mine showed up on my porch, confessed to the whole bit, and said she owed a drug dealer some money and was going door to door asking for money to, to cover her debt. Uh, this female told me that anime had agreed to give her some money and that when anime was going and breaking out stacks, she saw that anime had more stacks in the purse, probably cause she was old school, mm-hmm. had cash getting ready to go shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she killed her. Damn. And he the said, one lady who agreed to, help to actually you. give you right. Mm. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Right. So, um, and he says, basically, well, he says the, the person who told me this, the one who did it, her name's Zena Roberson. That's not even close to, to the other girl's name. And he says, essentially, I knew <clears throat> Danita didn't do it, but I knew Danita from around the way. And more or less, paraphrasing, 
I knew she was a shitbag who was in trouble all the time. And I promised Zena I wouldn't rat on her. So I figured the family would get closure if somebody went to prison for this murder. Oh, oh. oh my God. Chris, you bad. I didn't want- I was about to ask why he <coughs> called in. And Ugh. said anything at all. So he's trying uh, to help out. To take he's the trying fall. to help out the girl by making someone else take the fall, and she's a she's a dirtbag anyway. So she's gonna wow. Yeah, she'll eat it. That's whatever. Cold. Right. Damn. That's cold. That's real cold. People it's... in a story cold across the on board. a body. You're not talking about a shoplifting. That's right. a body. Right. So <sighs> they now have this name, Zena Roberson, and they look her up and they see that uh, I believe if I if I recall that she. I don't remember if they found a license for her or if there was a warrant out for her, Shocker. but they they learned that it would appear she had some connection to the Rome, Georgia area. Hmm. Um, and so they make contact with the police department down there. They say, hey, we think we have a person. We got a person of interest, we think, in your jurisdiction. Jurisdiction, Can you help us out? They're like, yeah, sure, no problem. We got a Facebook page. And what we do in situations such as this is generally we'll just put somebody's mugshot out and go, anybody know this person? The South, am I right? (laughs) And so they did. (laughs) And almost immediately, somebody responded to the post and was like, yeah, I see that chick at the bus stop every day. Here's where she stays out over here. Mm Mm-hmm. And so people can't mind their own business. Not a right? damn bit. Not <laughs> on the internet. Mm-mm. You crazy? So they go out to um they go back to Zena's spot and she agrees to speak with them um you know in the, at the office. They they said <sighs> that when they first so I guess the way they 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 portrayed it was they she agrees to let them into her apartment. They say who they are, that they're uh, cold case homicide detectives from Columbus, Ohio. And the way justice explains it was that every pore on her body just opened up, Mm. just immediately started sweating everywhere. Mm -hmm. And she didn't say anything, but that the body language was just clear. Right. (coughs) And then she agrees to go down to the office. She flatly denies any involvement lawyers up um i think to perhaps avoid the death penalty this is at least the second time now i've been asked about the death penalty in ohio and i don't know but um she ultimately wound up falling on the sword took a plea to to murder did she 15 years before she's eligible she took a plea on august 25th 20 she do it like a felony murder jump Probably something like that. Maybe. I don't know. But either Mm -hmm. way, it's 15 years before eligibility. And um, so, yeah, the a 30 year old case that had lied dormant. Solved on a on a mayo. On the mayonnaise. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, I told you this would be a little quick one and done. But uh, I just. So she denies it. When they interviewing her in Georgia. And then I think and when they they're like, oh, girl, it's your prints. And print matches. I mean, it's and, science, baby. What you going to do? Yeah. When right. they hit her with, the, when with they that. hit her with the evidence, she's like, we oh, got Chris okay. and we got the mayonnaise. Right. Yes. The great. So, oh, and that was the other thing in the interview. That was one other thing was in the, the interview. She, like I said, she flatly denied it. I did not know anime Florence. I never was in that woman's apartment. Mm. Mm, she but gave her that prints on her jar. Though. Gave that bombshell. Okay. Yeah. The, the, okay. Sometimes, you know, kind of like when we got right now, those, those hard denials can come back to haunt you. Yeah. 
That's why you always talk to them. <laughs> always try. They're going to say something stupid. That's right. Oh, well, that, you know, that was an interesting, uh, yeah. interesting case saved by the mayonnaise. Saved by the mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So my initial comment at hearing anime yeah. was eat the cake anime. Ah. Jay-Z, Beyonce, Drunken Love. Oh, my God. Referencing, of <laughs> oh course, my God. Tina Turner. Yeah. Eat the cake yeah very controversial line in that song yeah based yeah. upon where it came from yeah really what slug got to do with it mm-hmm. the abuse that happened between ike and dina ah uh, freaking ike yeah yeah that's a banger of a whenever song, ray would say anime in the course of this in my brain that's, I what, would, that's what i would hear anime. here i'll show you show you old anime here if the, oh, you you, you're going to show me a sweet old lady is going to break my damn heart. Yeah, she a, she a nice old lady. <sighs> she just, she old school, got her purse full of money, going shopping that day with her family. You know she's going to get that other check cash, too. Yep. Oh, Come on. Sweet old lady. She Come looks on. like she gives the best hugs. Look at that <laughs> right? hat. She looks so happy. That hat is awesome. That, she was going to church that day, I bet you. I'm wearing that crown. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. Well... At least some anime. justice was anime had. I did dirty, yeah, but Detective Justice. Yeah, brought the justice. Mm-hmm. Good for her. And Taylor. I gotta give my man props too, but I mean, she seemed to be the pit bull. When your name in, is Justice, that, I, yeah. you gotta live up to it. Wow. So, oh, yeah. you know, um, I guess at this point we could say if you've listened to this episode, if you're, if you're on the Patreon... You've probably listened to it before anyone else. If you're not on the Patreon, just think of all the other stuff that those Patreon people have got to listen to uh, that you're still waiting on because you're not trying to be a homie. Be a homie. Yeah. That's what all the cool people are doing. Be a homie. Join uh, Join the Patreon. And um, we got anything else going on? I mean, I know we're, we're going to take a little break probably <laughs> for some, you know, having to work in real life like it's crazy. Unfortunate. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to crank a few things out. Yeah, maybe while you're otherwise occupied, maybe Cheryl and I can, can actually do some podcast. Dig in them. on some cases, try to catch up off, with I'll you. Come bro. off these trials and just be like, tell me stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll I've be been nice. I've been telling jury stories. You tell me stories. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great. I look forward to it. Join the Patreon. Be a homie. Follow us on Instagram. Send us emails. We we are getting emails. Um, and oh, with, right? with yeah, yeah, with some um, some suggestions and just really appreciate some of the nice emails. It's awesome. We got the stickers. Sticker jumps are available. People buying stickers appreciate that. Um, hit us up anyway if you want stickers. We'll send them to you. They're cool. I put them on everything. <laughs> and and we are sending complimentary stickers to people who sign up for our Patreon. That's right. Hmm, true. When, when you sign up for the Patreon, shoot me a message uh, with your your address or, you know, I don't know, P.O. Box if you don't want to get murdered or anything. And we'll send it there. Are you saying and you're going to murder people? No, I'm just saying <laughs> that your address will like, kill you. If you if you like this podcast, you probably think that way is what I'm well, saying. I mean, I, mean I, I don't intend to kill anyone. Um, but you but the heart wants you... what the heart wants. I gotta... <laughs> you're just saying if you don't want to give us your Addy. Right, right. You know, then give us your friend's address and we'll mail it to them. Um but yeah, so thanks for listening. Hopefully you do join the Patreon. <clears throat> we are, I think we're going to have some fun with that and the content that we put on there. Um, 
So until next time, y'all stay out of trouble. We're gonna have to edit this for a second. Take me a second to get back together. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. Man, it's just getting hype, going hard. <laughs> yes, it's the dumbest stuff that always gets me. If it's the, I the, love what I can do this to Ray. The dumber, the better. Oh. Uh. Yes. He's a hard man to break <laughs> hard, to this hard nut to crack <laughs> there. Mayo. I <laughs> oh, love it when I get right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The bludgeoning, not the clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Poor word choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yeah. um... Mm.